Welcome to the Sideline Live podcast. Subscribe for more episodes and follow our social media at the Sideline Live. We'd love to hear from you. On episode 28, I'm delighted to be joined by Lafayette Commit and sharpshooter CJ Fulton. On this episode, we had a brilliant chat about his career, advice to younger players and much more. CJ is a very humble individual and a great role model for younger players. I hope you enjoy. Hi CJ, thanks a million for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, can you give maybe a little background for the listeners who don't know who you are? Uh, yeah, so my name's CJ Fulton. Uh, I'm at the Winston School in Massachusetts. Uh, at a prep school playing basketball at the minute. Um, from Belfast, so I played basketball growing up with Somalikis College, um, Belfast Star, and next year I'll be heading to Lafayette University here in the States to play college basketball. Very good. So we're going to go back to kind of growing up, but you have a deep family history uh, in basketball. Can you explain to the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, just uh, my dad and my granddad are both deeply involved in basketball, so I just was basically growing up just immersed in the sport really and um, my dad captained and played for Ireland my dad or my my granddad coached Ireland so uh, there's a big family history within basketball and sports in general on both sides of my family so did you play anything else growing up or was it just basketball well, I played everything I played loads of sports Gaelic soccer, Gaelic football uh, basketball golf whatever so what made you decide basketball was it that family history yeah I think I just enjoyed it the most like I like uh, I played all sport, like I played Gaelic football until I was about 13 with my club team. Okay. Um, I was involved in the Northern Ireland football team and the oh, wow. Irish under 15 development team when I was about 15. Okay. So I sort of had to make a decision there, but I enjoyed all the sports. I just probably uh, loved basketball the most. So. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know you had a bit of a soccer background and growing up then, did you mention there your dad, one regarded as one of the best Irish players, did you feel the pressure at all growing up? Uh, not not really. Like, I put pressure on myself just because I like I want to. I'm competitive. I want to play well and perform. But okay. Uh, no, not really from him. Like he's 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 cool with. I could have. I didn't have to play basketball. I could have done whatever I wanted to. But uh, no, I was. I didn't feel any pressure really. Was there any maybe external pressure? People just expecting you to be really good. Uh, yeah, I wasn't too concerned. Like. I sort of expected that for myself, so I wasn't too concerned about, uh, like, it's nice to get compliments on your game and stuff, but uh, I wasn't really expecting, like, I didn't really care what they were expecting from me in terms of my play, so. Okay, you were kind of, like, just kind of keeping within your own circle, that kind of mentality? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Do you think playing the same position as your dad and having him there kind of drove you more to, to carve out your own path and your own career? Uh, maybe, Um having him playing the same position sort of the same style as me was definitely a big help. I could learn a lot from him. So, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I think our games are, I didn't get the same play a lot, but everyone tells me that we play like similar styles and same okay. sort of, same sort of players. So. Who's going to win one-on-one though? Oh, me, me for sure. <laughs> Adrian, five, if you listen. Yeah, and it's, and it's not close either. Five <laughs> years ago, five years ago, yeah. Five years ago, it might've been him, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think we played last year, and I I beat him. So you torched him. Yeah. <laughs> and then, kind of growing up, then outside of you know your family influence, who was your favorite player growing up? Who did you watch? Uh, I watched a lot of Steve Nash and Steph Curry growing up. They're they're the two main players. I uh, try to model my game after theirs in a lot of ways. So was there any Irish players that really stuck out for you? Um. Yeah, like I said, I think I had to. I was doing an interview with. Uh, basketball Ireland, I think it was, and I was just saying like I didn't, uh, I wasn't watching a lot of Super League games growing up because I was more concerned about just playing at the sides myself with my friends. And but uh, I really like watching Isaac Westbrook's growing up. Um, yeah. yeah, he was probably the main one as a, as a point guard as well. I really liked his game. Uh, Paul Dick as well. Uh, yeah, they were probably the two main guys. Yeah, Isaac has like the ball, in the, uh, has a ball on the string. Like it's it's mad the way he controls it. Yeah, yeah, he's a great player. Yeah. Um, when did you, so you kind of mentioned there, it was about 15 where you kind of really decided, right, I really want to go here with the basketball and you kind of had to make that decision. Yeah, yeah. like I said, I played I played everything, but uh, yeah, that was sort of with being on the, the Irish uh, under 15 development team and Northern Ireland squad as well. It was sort of, 
because you were training like I was three three times a week with the football and then you were every other weekend with the basketball so it was okay. probably too much of a too big of a commitment to do both and then like at what point I have a question here like what point does hard work come in with that passion that you had for the sport was it around 15 or was it maybe younger that you really kind of worked hard at it uh, yeah I'd always I'd always worked hard I was just like I was enjoying it but I was working hard just because you want to get better you want to keep improving but uh okay like even when I was just doing basketball I wasn't really thinking about coming to America and pursuing basketball over here I was just sort of enjoying basketball with Star and Smalikis and I was I was working hard but maybe if I'd like had that dream of playing college basketball at a, at a younger age I would have okay. maybe focused on that a bit more like at, at an earlier stage so okay and when did when did the interest like did you kind of think oh maybe I could go to the states I kind of want to do this it wasn't even, it was probably just the last few months at Smalakies, my last year there. So, oh, okay. Yeah, like I was, I was, it was late. I was just focusing on playing like Super League that season and doing my A levels and stuff. And then obviously COVID hit. So, okay, right. So you're, you're kind of real focus in the moment type of person. You don't like to look too forward. Or... <laughs> yeah, 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 you could say that probably. Yeah. And uh, we had a question in about training and kind of practicing every day how how often would you practice and what would you have practiced maybe kind of when you hit that 15 16 age uh it, it varied but uh i'm probably had the average was probably two practices a day oh wow okay um like growing up like when i was playing everything like i was doing mad stuff like i was you could be playing basketball in the morning before school and you would have like a tough PE session because the PE department in smalakies are obviously really good do like a fitness workout with them. You'd play basketball at lunch with your friends and you might have like football or Gaelic practice after school and then club basketball practice that night. So you could be doing as much as five workouts in a day on some days. But yeah, but in terms of basketball, uh, I try and get like an individual workout in uh, most days uh, when I was in Smalakis and then you have team practices as well on top of that. Okay. And would those individuals or teams be before school or after school? Or? Uh, yeah, it just depended. Yeah dependent on whatever and what were you working on maybe in those individual sessions uh just shooting mostly ball handling stuff that me and my dad sort of identified as stuff we could work on mm-hmm. there was nothing specific that really stood out uh in the last more so in the last few years i've uh, been working on more specific stuff but growing up it was uh, a bunch of everything just having fun with it nearly yeah kind of yeah yeah i'm someone a true in advice there as well I think they're in the secondary school age group uh, advice on improving as a three point shooter do you have anything for maybe their age um, just a lot of reps it's just it's, there's no there's no secrets it's just a lot of reps a lot of, uh, a lot of practice and I would say I was listening to a podcast with Pat Price and Dave Hopla mm-hmm. he was saying that you should focus on mid range first like as grown up because you don't want like he says a lot of people are going straight to the three-point line now, but yeah, it's focused on form shooting and uh, your mid-range stuff, and then eventually that will come as you get stronger and you develop a bit more as well. So I wouldn't be rushing to just be shooting threes. Yeah, it's like the Steph Curry effect. Everyone just wants to start throwing up threes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Half-court shots, yeah. Um, looking back, what do you think, kind of from what you know now and through all your training, is there any particular skill that is maybe underrated or overlooked for players? Um, I would say passing maybe just being able to take care of the ball um, especially at European level you see, Irish teams traditionally have struggled uh, with turnovers going to Euros and stuff just because of they haven't got the length and size uh, back mm-hmm. home so I would just say being able to take care of the ball limit turnovers and your passing as well I would say uh, okay. maybe an underrated skill Okay. And is there any particular attribute that you think that players kind of, you know, the way people just want to get the highlights rather than maybe do the little things? Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe some people think it's uh, it's all about scoring or, but it, like there's lots of people at, like at all levels, college basketball, NBA, there's people uh, being really successful and making a lot, lots of money just because of they have their role and they do it really well. So mm, yeah. Uh, if you do if you do your role really well then uh, you're gonna get you're gonna get playing time so yeah exactly you were chatting about kind of that age I think you're under 16 skills game talk us a little bit about that because you ended up going a little bit viral there on the internet uh can you explain it for the people who don't yeah. know what happened that day uh yeah I had uh we played 
was the under 16 all Ireland final, uh, the schools final. Uh, I hit 15 threes, I think it was 15 out of 18, uh, yeah. 11 in the first half. So, nuts. What was it like going into that game? Were you like, I'm just gonna hit 15 three pointers today? <laughs> no, uh, we actually we had an under 19 final that the under 16 final was on the Thursday. Oh, okay. We lost two days before in the under nineteen final to Temple Oak. Oh right, okay. So, yeah, I didn't want to lose two finals uh, in a week. Yeah, I missed a few three. I didn't shoot the ball particularly well on the on the Tuesday, but okay. going into Thursday just in the warm up, I felt good and I was I was locked in. So and then I think they started off in a zone, so I got I got hot early and then I, I was just able to keep it going. So. Yeah, are you kind of one of those that when you get hot early, you kind of you get confident and you're kind of ready for the whole game? Then, yeah, I think one thing I could definitely improve on is just being aggressive early and mm-hmm. having an aggressive mindset early. A lot of the time, I can sort of just play the game as it comes to me, which is which is good. But sometimes you could maybe look for my look for my own shot as well earlier in the game. So, okay, and then yeah, I had a few open looks and then. Uh, so just yeah it was one of the a good day for me yeah one of those days where you couldn't really miss and d- would you do anything before a game in particular like you were saying you were just kind of you know in the warm feeling really good is there anything in particular you would do before a match to get in that in that zone um yeah i would do i would like i always start in close to the basket form shooting and stuff i do some ball handling but mm-hmm. uh for those for those games like school games you're it's mostly just warming up as a team so yeah like before we get before we get on the bus from Belfast down to the arena, we know we might have like a like a twenty thirty minute shoot around just just to Malachy's before we get on the bus. But okay, fair enough. Yeah, you won't have the same time as let's say a Super League game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you hit eleven threes in the first half and it's half time, what do you think of it? Like, what's going through your head? I I wasn't even I honestly wasn't even thinking, but like when they called it. Uh, the 15 threes at the end of the game I was shocked I didn't I knew okay. I was shooting it really well but I didn't think I had that many at all so you, you lost just, count <laughs> yeah I was just focused on on winning and I think we had a we had a good lead at halftime so we were just focused on uh having a good third quarter and then that would sort of seal the deal so okay yeah and I get the sense then you didn't really struggle to try stay in the moment then you were just so focused on winning and just keep going like yeah yeah I was I was definitely locked in so yeah mm-hmm. Do you think, did you ever struggle to kind of lock in or was that just something you were kind of natural at that comes easy to you? No, I think just, uh, not like there's certain times if you're, maybe when you're tired at the end of a game, you make uh, more mental mistakes, but mm-hmm. most of the time I'm pretty good at just uh, focusing on the game and blocking out any any, discri- any distractions. So. Okay, yeah. What was the what was your reaction to like kind of the the response after with videos and social media and I think Bleacher Report had it and all this stuff on the internet. We had some of the comments on Bleacher Report, like like absolutely going after me. But uh, oh really? Yeah, it was well. You had some comments that were uh, you know well done or whatever, and then there were other guys that were just absolutely laying into me. So it was funny. Oh, but, okay. uh, my sister was yeah. uh, sister is more annoyed than me at that. I think. But yeah. It was, it was good. Mad. I think there was there was a bit of a buzz around the school for like next two days or so, and I just sort of people just sort of forgot about it. But uh. Yeah, no, it was good. It was it was crazy to see uh, the response that I got from it. Yeah, the Twitter Twitter anyway was absolutely like hopping, especially like if you follow basketball Ireland, like, and everyone in the community was like, everybody was just tweeting about you hitting fifteen three points. Like, it was mad. Like, yeah, was that sort of a early defining moment? Do you think your career, like, did you get any sort of interest from anywhere after that, or was it just kind of a cool internet thing? Uh, I think it probably helped. Like, I think coaches like before I came here to Winston the coach knew the coach knew about it and stuff like that um okay I think it sort of yeah it was it was a cool internet thing but also set me up like the next year for playing Super League and uh mm-hmm. stuff like that okay but it wasn't like someone reached out to you oh hi I saw your your 15 three-pointers I'm interested in whatever no, no it wasn't nothing like that no Okay, and then you came. You went in Super League that season, was it, or was there a gap there? Uh, the season after that, so that was that was about January time, and then uh, that year or later on in the year. So I think that I was okay. sixteen going into that going into that Super League season. Yeah, how how did you find that? Uh, I was just sort of thrown in the deep end, really, because uh, 
I wasn't expecting to play that year at all. I was just sort of going to practice with the team, uh, maybe get a few minutes here and there, see what happened. But Connor and Aidan Quinn both got injured in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just sort of uh, thrown in the deep end. Like I said, I we went to a preseason tournament in Temple Oak, uh, and I played pretty well there. So that sort of uh, gave me a bit of confidence. But after that, I think my first game was against Swords in Belfast. And then, I just sort of went from there. I think we won like seven in a row and then uh, wow, okay. sort of ran out, of, ran out of gas at the end of the season. But yeah, that was that was pretty fun that, that year. Yeah, so you kind of took that momentum of that game and kind of brought it into your confidence-wise kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Just that, that first game against Colester we played, it was just a pre-season tournament in, mm-hmm. uh, in Oblet Hall. And uh, I just came off the bench and I had like I had like eight points in five minutes. Um mm-hmm. Uh, so that was yeah, hitting my first couple of shots and just getting a sort of a taste for what it was like. It was that definitely helped me help set me up for that season. Mm-hmm. Mentally, did you struggle to kind of make the jump? As in, you're now playing against grown men and it's not sixteen, seventeen year old kids. Uh, not not mentally, probably. I thought like especially after that preseason tournament, I I felt like I could I could hang and like my dad and my teammates were were supportive. They they all trusted me so. Okay. It was probably more more physically, like just playing against grown men, as you said. I think like my first game against Swords, I remember it was one of the first possessions and I just cut down the lane after a pass. And I think it was Kevin Lacey just gave me a bump as I and it wasn't like it wasn't like, like a bad, like aggressive or anything. It was just bumping the cutter. Yeah. But I was winded for like the next five possessions. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah, he probably doesn't even remember doing it, just like a natural <laughs> thing. Yeah, exactly. So it was mo- more mostly just like physical aspect of it and then being vocal as well like as a as a young guard coming in and having to tell like a point guard you're meant to be sort of organizing the team mm-hmm. and like it was I struggled with that at the beginning just telling guys who had been in the league like for 10 years some professional players and uh, just telling them what to do yeah. basically so I had to get better at that yeah you kind of had to find your voice nearly with the older yeah. guys obviously yeah, yeah. okay and what advice, you kind of mentioned it there slightly, what advice would your dad and your teammates have given you that coming into that first year? Uh, they just they just uh, said, you know, it's still uh, still basketball. I guess not just play the way, play the way that you do, uh, work hard and then just let it come to you. Don't, don't, over, don't overthink it or anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the confidence uh, I got from my teammates that year um, def- definitely helped like make it easier for me nerdy like don't don't force it just do what you do normally don't overthink it yeah exactly yeah and what was it like kind of going out and being like this guy is a being paid to come to ireland and to play and not even that you have to tell him but you have to go up against lads like that yeah it was it was i was just enjoying it um mm. like i wasn't guarding a lot of the americans but uh, it was definitely a step up in the level. Like we had Mike Davis that year as our American. He was he was a really tough player. Um, mm-hmm. But I enjoyed playing. Like you want to play against the best players. So yeah, exactly, and learn from them. Was it what was the pace like and the physicality? Like you kind of spoke the physicality, but more the pace kind of moving up to that level. Uh, yeah, it was just a step up in general. But I think like uh, I was I was ready for it. I had to had to obviously adapt in the first number of games. But mm-hmm. I think we we won like first seven in a row maybe and then maybe maybe got a bit tired I got a bit tired with with everything else going on but um okay yeah and at the time I didn't have the questions of it but would you were you involved with the Irish squad at that time had you gone to Europeans as in would you have had experience with the higher level of play um I yeah I think yeah that's it I think so as well I think I'm not sure if I'd been a one or two at that stage probably two Okay, so that nerdy that nerdy helped you with that as well because you were kind of used to bigger, stronger, faster players. Yeah, for sure. Uh, being being involved in those Irish teams going away to Euros and being coached by likes of Pat Price and Potty and Mike Lynch and being on those teams was definitely definitely a big help as well. Who was your toughest matchup then in Super League? Uh, probably probably Kyle Hosford. Okay, what what makes him so special? He's, he's just a really tough player. I don't think I've ever had a great game against him where I've felt like I've got the better of him. I think uh, yeah, he's just a good all-round player. He's 
can he can shoot it. He's quick, uh, athletic. Um, I think the game where the first game I played against him in, in the Tokyo Hall, uh, Connor was it Aiden? Mike, I, I can't remember. Someone someone was injured and they were meant to be uh, marking him, so I had to mark him. And I felt like I did a pretty good job on him, but he's like twenty six still. So, <laughs> Jeannie Mac, you had a, you were kind of having a rough day then, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's he's a tough player though. So, and that was your. So, what year was that then? I'm just trying to get a timeline. So that was 2018, 19. Yeah, 2018, I think. Yeah. And then, so coming into 2019, 2020, obviously the season was cut short with COVID. But what was that like having the coming in with a year experience with Super League? Uh, yeah, that was that was a big help just having having that under my belt. Um. And then we'd we'd had a good season as a team, but we didn't we didn't win anything. We lost in the Champions Trophy final, mm-hmm. and then we uh, we sort of we sort of uh, ran out of gas in the league, like I said. So we're uh, we sort of had a step up in level to where we were the previous years, but we wanted to make another jump uh, going into that season. Mm-hmm. Personally, was there much you worked on in between that summer? So it would have been the summer twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was probably one of my best. Probably my best off season yet because we were we were going to the Euros under eighteen Euros that year with Paul mm-hmm. Keller's team, um, and I was probably I was doing two workouts a day and then the individual sessions. I was kind of making making five hundred shots every day with my dad. So, wow, not even shooting, it's making five hundred shots. Yeah, making. I think it was. I think we seen a uh, something from Clay Thompson was doing that, and we we just decided to do that every day. So, and that was the best. Uh, Best shooting year I had at the Euros as well by far. Like okay, I felt, I felt really good that year. So, okay, right. And is that whereabouts are you hitting those five hundred shots? Like, how was that spread across the court? Uh, we'd we'd have different workouts. We start in close, uh, floaters, um, floaters form shooting. Then you could have different workouts. You have uh, stuff off ball screens, uh, pull ups in transition, uh, eventually going out to threes. And um, we we would mix it up. And would you were you more focused on the makes rather than maybe percentages, or would that have played into it at all? Uh, no, you're you're trying to like make as good a percentage as you can. Um, yeah. So I, depending on how well I shot, I was in there for probably an hour to an hour and a half, maybe. Okay. But I just remember that, I, that summer I was just shooting it really well, like in yeah. workouts. So. Yeah, it gave you the gave yeah. the confidence. Yeah, going. In. For sure, yeah. 100%. And you spoke about there, like, if there's any younger players listening, like, what sort of schedule was that during that summer in case maybe some of them, I don't know, have time to recreate this? Uh, I was probably going in and doing that in the morning or lifting in the morning. And then uh, I was getting two workouts in a day. So you maybe wake up, have breakfast, go work out, come back, uh, get lunch and go work out and then you're back in for dinner like where does this motivation come from like puff sent in a question like why make why do 500 makes a day why do all these workouts where where does this come from just like when you see like i said like i had a really good shooting year that you're at yours in terms of percentage so mm-hmm. you see that you're you're putting you're putting the work in and you see the results from it that's just one of the best feelings you can get i think and just that winning feeling after matches as well and you've helped your team as well so Mm-hmm. it's like a cycle it's the more you put in the more you get out so you just keep putting more in and you keep getting yeah, more yeah, out of exactly. it exactly yeah did you get hurt at that Euros I think someone mentioned it before yeah I did I got injured again I think it was the Belgium game so it was our first classification game after the group after the group game so okay what happened uh, a guy came came under me when I was shooting a three I just landed on landed on his foot and did my ankle so oh sugar and you were, were you out for long then with that or uh, I was out for I didn't play that was so we had three games left after that so I didn't I didn't finish the tournament and then I was probably out for about three four weeks after that um I've yeah okay. I've been I always come back too soon with my injuries to just get oh dear yeah <laughs> and what was it frustrating then having to be on the sideline not being able to obviously help your team and yeah yeah for sure I think we Going into that year was with with high hopes. I think we we definitely could have finished. We were looking to finish top eight, and then so it was pretty pretty disappointing, especially uh, getting injured and not being able to help out in the last uh, last few games as well. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 
kind of helps drive you on then you, you came back a bit too soon but when talk to that um the 2019-2020 season because you personally you had a great year like young super league player of the year then the club won super league like talk us through that that's what sounds like from what you're saying is sort of the dream where you didn't dream of maybe going to college you dream you dreamt of helping belfast star yeah that was it just after uh after that that, that first season we were looking to make a jump up again as a team because we didn't we didn't win anything even though we had a we had a good season so mm-hmm. um and just off the back of that euros as well uh i was i was feeling pretty good so yeah we had we had quite a lot of young guys in our team. There's a lot of a lot of guys from Stars, from Alkies growing up. So we had a we had a close team, and uh, yeah, we just had a great year together. Delaney obviously coming in was uh, was the player of the year. He was uh, fantastic, and then Kaelin Kaelin coming back as well was a big help for us. He was he had a great year as well. So you were just kind of building momentum already from that first year to go and and play well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You spoke. You mentioned it earlier. What's your sort of pregame routine? Uh, before a Super League game? Uh, normally I go out and uh, I do just some stretching on my own, some foam rolling and then uh, some form shooting. I just do the form shooting on my own, some ball handling. Um, I'd go out, uh, I'd like step out further, go out mid-range and threes and then by that stage the, most of the teams out and you're starting your own workout as a team. So. Okay, you don't do any half court shots or from the other side of the hall or anything. No, none of the, none of the none of the Steph Curry tunnel shots or anything like that. I might get a yeah. few deep few deep threes in, but that's as far as I go. Yeah, yeah. And are you superstitious at all before a game? I, yeah, I am. I am okay, yeah. what what are those superstitions? I don't know it's just just weird weird stuff. Uh, Connor Connor Quinn always slags me for it. Uh, I always I before I go uh go into the game I always untie my shoelaces and just tie them again make sure they're tight I don't know why but okay. that's, that's one thing I always do yeah you've no like specific meal you have like chicken and pasta or something uh that would, yeah I normally eat some pasta before about two three hours before the game okay and there's no I'm gonna rob a question from the shot clock podcast uh which would be linked below is there any like music taste what's your sort of warm up music. Uh, I'm not a big music guy before like work like games or workouts even just okay. I'll just listen to like personally I'll but I'll listen to whatever's on like I like listening to music but I won't just I won't I'm not one of those guys who's gonna put in, put in his own headphones okay and, yeah. do, and do his own stuff and listen to his own stuff I'll just listen to whatever else is whatever else is on so you don't control the playlist who, who does that in Belfast uh, there was a bit of controversy over that because it was one of the players oh. and then uh, it was one of the players and then I think uh, a guy Raymond O'Neill was taken over he was he's been in, involved in the club for a while and his uh, he's got like an 80s style music so <laughs> he was uh, putting on a lot of older stuff okay but, uh, didn't go down well then yeah it was mostly I think Sean Quinn uh, mostly okay and talk us through because I had a good question in uh uh, do you ever go out in the court and just want to you know what I mean this guy I'm going to kill him and that's a question from Puff Summers yeah I, I saw that question when you sent me and I knew that was from Puff um, uh, that first season um, I mean not not really anyone in particular but that season I think that first season I sort of I was coming in like small skinny 16 year olds and there were, you could see you could tell there was a lot of guys that were thinking you know i'm just gonna bully this kid i'm just gonna dominate him today like um mm-hmm. so like you could see guys were a bit a bit confident going up against me uh, the first number of games so uh i enjoyed uh sort of taking them down a few steps yeah, just sort of yeah humbling them a little bit yeah do you find you struggle to or do you can you control like if you get angry or frustrated during a game? Does that affect your play at all, whether it's positive or negative? Um, I don't get I don't normally get too flustered. Um, if anything, it's probably probably directed towards the refs. If if, uh, if I feel I'm not getting, I've, I've like I've, I've got better at that as well. I think over here, um, especially because any trips I've been over here on this year, uh, you can tell that there's a lot more. Talking back to the ref over here is uh, it's not as big a thing. Like it's not okay. As back home, so uh, it's not it's not like I've anything against restaurants. It's just something I got I, like I've worked on as well. So 
Yeah, okay, I know what you mean. And how do you sort of balance then a killer mentality versus what's doing best for the team? Because sometimes, maybe sometimes, you know, if, it depends on the team, it depends on your role, but you kind of need to go out and score and be, you know, the guy. Or how do you balance? Then sometimes you have to be a team player and get the ball into the right hands. Yeah, um, I think when I, especially when I was growing up, like in teenage years, like early, early on at Smalagies and stuff, I wasn't much of a scorer at all. I was more uh, get my get my teammates good looks, and uh, I was more more of a passer probably than anything else. But in the last few okay. years, I've sort of developed more into a bit of a scorer, um, especially sort of Super League. I had I had a good year last year in terms of scoring. Like there were some some games. Like I remember one game we went away to Anna and we were without Keelan. Okay. So, like games like that, I knew I had to be more aggressive from the start. Um, yeah. Okay, so you nearly had to. What I'm hearing for is nearly you were sort of when you were younger, nearly pass first. Whereas now you you kind of know right. I need to turn it on here. I need to go get some scores. Yeah, and like I said, we're sort of my dad's told me a couple of times that I need to do that from the start of games as well. Sometimes I sort of wait until the second half uh, before I really get going. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just coming out with that energy at the start of games, uh, still having that letting, letting the game come to you, and uh, and obviously helping the team, but just uh, having that sort of killer mentality, like you said it as well. Well, how special was it then to win Super League with your dad as a coach? I know your granddad was assistant, so he would have been on the bench as well. That must have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really, really cool. Uh, a lot of it, we didn't. It didn't end like the way we wanted to. Obviously, it was a bit of bit of controversy, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was we had a, we had a great year. I think I think we uh, uh will probably disagree, but I thought we deserved to win win that year. And and doing it with my dad and granda uh, there was really, was really special as well. So around what time was it that you started to think right? I want to go to maybe prep school here. When did that process start? Kind of start. Uh, that was probably it was probably just as the season was coming was coming to an end. Um, okay. We had we had the cup. The cup was in January, and then after that, I started thinking about a bit more because I knew that after the season was over, uh, I would have to think about that. Um, mm-hmm. I would have to make that decision, and then COVID came, and we didn't know how long uh, it was going to be around for. That stage, obviously. Um, but it looks like I made a pretty good decision with with what's going on back there at the minute. Yeah. What? Why Winston? Was there anyone else? Or was there any other skills that you kind of reached out to? I know there was a slight connection there with Daryl Sullivan. Yeah, Daryl. Like Daryl was a massive help. Obviously, he'd been. He was here the year before me. He uh he could tell me uh, everything about the school, and he really enjoyed his experience here. Um. The other the other one in Florida, I think was was DME Academy. Um. So that was more. I don't think there was as much uh, school as over here it was more mostly basketball right. like an academy sort of setup mm-hmm. but uh ben morello who came in as an american for us during that last super league season uh for yeah i think it was like 68 weeks when delaney was hurt uh his cousin is actually the assistant uh at that team in florida so that was the connection there oh, okay but no it's just everyone seemed to fit with winston uh dara obviously being here uh he enjoyed it. He was he was a big help. Um, and then my dad's friends were talking to, um, like my dad has friends over here who knew Coach Keogh, the coach here at Winchenden. Yeah. And uh, uh, they said he was a great guy as well. So uh, that's that's what we went with. Okay. You were kind of saying in an interview before, I have a quote here. It was a massive decision for me leaving my family and friends behind and going out in my comfort zone. But I wanted to challenge myself and develop. What What was that? decision like because I get the sense you're maybe a slight home bird maybe yeah yeah I like I said I sort of felt like I was going to be staying home for the last couple of years of small because I didn't really think I'd be coming over here but yeah it was it was a tough decision but I just thought that if, if especially after winning that, that Super League uh, that season I think that um, if I wanted to keep uh, getting better and uh, proving I think that college basketball was the, the best route to take Mm-hmm. You, I want. I had it written here: under eighteen, under nineteen skills, male player of the year, men's super league player of the year, super league all star first team, super league title. How do you stay focused and not be like, oh well, look at me, I've got all this? Because from chatting to you, you're not like that at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just 
uh, those accolades are nice, but you're always just trying to get better yourself. And I mean, there's times, especially after like the, after the 15 threes and the Super League season, that uh, like with people coming up and talking to you and basketball Ireland and doing interviews and whatever, it was sort of like you couldn't do anything wrong. So even like even if you're having you had a bad game or whatever, it would still be like CJ plays well or and like you're getting all the attention. So okay. just trying to block out block out all that and like. My family and my friends were did a good job of keeping me grounded as well. I never got really uh, too, never really got too hyped up with all that stuff. So, okay, there was a nice bit of friendly slagging, I guess. Then, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Hundred <laughs> percent. Did you do you struggle then with? Because I don't, you don't really like media things. So I appreciate you coming on. Is that something then you kind of made a decision to kind of maybe not say no to, but just kind of be like, oh, I'm just going to focus a little bit on basketball here. Yeah, I just I don't like. It's just try to keep a, a low profile. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't like being as, like, yeah, it's fine. I don't mind it. It's just, I would rather just uh, be listening to the podcast rather than rather than on it. Okay. All right. So you're out of your comfort zone a little bit here. So I appreciate I am, you coming yeah. on. This my, I, my worry is here after accepting this one, I'll get, if you guys have been on to me that I've turned down. So yeah, I hope, I hope, they, don't, I hope they don't feel too bad, but yeah. Toughest adjustment then to playing in the US. Like, how did you find coming over? actually how did your schedule work out I forgot to ask with COVID and training and all that stuff uh, we've uh, we've been pretty lucky is that we can we can practice um, so we've been practicing pretty much as normal just with masks on which is terrible but it means we get to okay. play at least so our schedule is normally we lift Monday Wednesday and Friday mornings and then you've practice uh, Monday to Friday so uh, we haven't we've, we haven't got that many games. We've only played five games this this season against uh, two different teams. So right. that's, been, that's been the only thing that's uh, yeah. It was it was pretty tough and like it wasn't the the full experience and that obviously the games and stuff. You're not getting the full season. You're just looking to play games and there's no playoffs or anything. And then maybe there might be a time when you're looking to get in the gym um, just to get shots up or work out with another guy. Uh, and you can't do that because you have to have there's gym slats uh, just for your dorm. Right. Okay. Um, so it was we were a bit more limited in what we could do, but I guess it's sort of about perspective. Uh, like I can, I can still practice here, so even though yeah. yeah, even though I'm only getting a certain amount like allocated times where I can go, I just can't go whenever. It's still more than I would be doing back home. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. I'd say maybe then going through because it, it sounds pretty rough like what is you're doing it's a tough schedule even with just the practices like that was that must have been hard being like look we're doing all this practice and yeah I'm getting better but like there's no games and all you want to do is play like yeah like we've just we're like we've been trying to get games but then we've been sent home a couple of times with with COVID cases on campus as well so oh, okay uh yeah like the athletic director uh here is 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 great he's been trying to get us games it's just really tough uh, yeah this year, this year going on so I think a lot of the a lot of the outdoor sports are getting games at the minute, but uh, basketball's still struggling. So, okay. And by you, when you said they're sent home, is that just you have to quarantine in your rooms or something, or is it just how does that work? No, that's literally go home. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so I think I've been home. We've been sent home twice. Uh, going back home. Right. So, yeah. Back I to Belfast, like. Yeah, back home. We could we could choose to stay here in quarantine, but. Uh, if there's no basketball here then there's not not really much point in us okay that's mad and when when was that that was that last year or was that more this year sort of uh we were sent home at the end of october i think or start of november time okay and then we were sent home again just we had spring break over over march so we were sent home like a week or two before that that's mad and how long is it sent home for is it two weeks or is it longer or uh yeah, I think the quarantine period is like 10 to 14 days, so... Uh, That's mad. Yeah. The last one going into it was just before spring break anyway, so it was just, we got an extra week of, uh, of holidays, but... Yeah, it's pretty stressful though, especially if you're traveling home, and I'm sure there's other international students as well, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, it's nice to go home and see your family, but obviously you want, you want to get as many games as, as you can over here as well, but... Yeah. Me, there's me, there's a guy from England, um a guy from Germany, uh, and then there's guys from all over the US as well. So 
Okay, yeah. So they're all sort of flying home, even though they're obviously within the US. Did, so with the games, then, did you? How did you find the level? I know there was only five. Was it? What was the level like? What was the toughest maybe adjustment to it? Uh, toughest adjustment was probably just uh, the athleticism, maybe. Um, okay. There's much more emphasis over here on on that kind of stuff rather than uh, maybe as much skill like the European sort of style, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was probably the biggest adjustment. Um, just, it was it's a lot faster over here. Coach Keogh likes to likes to play at a fast pace as well. So, okay, um, just trying to get up and down a bit quicker as well. And what are those practices like? Then I get the sense that they're pretty fast paced. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we got uh, they're good practices. Uh, they work us hard. Um, it's tough, tough with the masks. Um, but okay, did, uh, at least we're playing. It means we can play. So complain yeah because unfortunately here we're we're still waiting to go back but that's another conversation for another podcast you mentioned uh snc in the basketball ireland interview what was the like is that a serious emphasis over there how often are you lifting weights uh three three times a week and then you can go in if you've got a if you've got a gym slot maybe at the weekend or something you can go in with your dorm floor and do something by yourself so there's just more much more emphasis in general like i think the fact that I was uh, having success back home uh, without really having to do that much lifting, uh, maybe maybe uh, meant that it wasn't like I could have done more. Obviously, like I should have been doing more. Looking back, um, okay. But because I I was I was doing fine without it. I just maybe maybe if I if I struggled a bit more from an earlier age uh, with that, I would have. Like I remember one game. Uh, I think the semi-final uh, in Cork in the Mardyk we played UCD in that first Super League season yeah and I just got absolutely bullied by uh, I think Barry Drum Scott Kennedy Cal uh, Finn the whole game I think I had, a, I had a terrible game in Cork in the semi-final so I was I was really disappointed after that but they were just really physical with me so after that I knew I had to put uh, much more emphasis on S&C Okay, so you would have done then some of some of it obviously in Belfast before going abroad. Can you compare kind of the different workouts that you would have had, whether it's at home and in the States? Um, I think maybe it's a lot of similar stuff. Um, maybe more more leg workouts over here, more more leg workouts in terms of like maybe deadlifting and uh, biometrics as well over here. Um, Improve, improving the athleticism as well so okay is that the biggest thing you've seen an improvement in during your time in in the states uh just in terms of yeah the strength yeah um it's been tough with with my ankle this year in terms of uh, improving athleticism and jumping and stuff but i've definitely got definitely got a lot stronger so uh hopefully okay. I keep going with that because i'm still uh the college the college uh level nowadays is is crazy so yeah, do you still struggle with your ankle then slightly? Uh, a little, yeah, a little bit, but it's getting a lot better. So, okay, yeah, nearly yeah. when you're strengthening it, it probably nearly helps with it get better. Like obviously, yeah, yeah. Mm. What's the so why Lafayette? I know you had a couple of uh, offers. What what made them stand out? Uh, just everything seemed to fit. Again, it was like it was crazy year this year for the for this year's recruiting class. It was really tough. Um, mm-hmm. College coaches couldn't come watch us play. Uh, NCAA players got an extra year of eligibility, and then obviously with the transfer portal, people can just transfer transfer skill to skill without any without having to sit out a year. So, yeah, uh, to get to get that uh, opportunity from Lafayette was amazing. Like uh, Coach O'Hanlon has been there over twenty five years. Um, coaching staff are excellent. He's he's really experienced coach. Uh, played at Villanova. Was drafted by the Sixers. Um, and the style of the style of play they play there is uh is really nice. Uh, I think it fits the way I play as well. And then obviously it's a really good academic skill as well. I think it's like top thirty five in America or something like that. So Wow. Uh and then location as well. I know a lot of people sort of a lot of our friends over here in the States are sort of Philadelphia or New Jersey based, so it's pretty close to, to there as well. So okay. yeah, it's just a really good opportunity for me. Um I'm looking forward to it. And when did that offer come? Because I think you had a couple of offers before heading over or kind of when you knew you were going over, they started to come in. Yeah, I think I actually I actually had an offer from Lafayette before I came to Winston then. Okay. But because um, 
because I think their guards decided to return because of the extra year of eligibility. Um, I couldn't, the offer was sort of taken away. Okay, um, right. So then, but I'd, I'd stayed in contact with them the whole year. Um, and then they offered me maybe probably two or three weeks ago now. So okay. I'd uh, been in touch a lot with the assistant coach, Radomeki. So we de- we developed a good relationship. And uh, yeah, when I, when I got, when I got the, the offer, I just, Called, called the coach here and called my parents and uh, there wasn't much hesitation you kind of knew straight away then all right i'm gonna go here yeah uh, yeah okay so do you, did you have offers then that if you hadn't gone to winston you would have gone to college straight or was that you didn't really want to do that no i, I wasn't i wasn't gonna go straight to college i think uh okay getting the year over here because i wasn't even sure if i would play college basketball after this year i just wanted to see okay right if I if I enjoyed like if I didn't enjoy being away from home I would have just came home after this year but okay no I've enjoyed this year I think just you're if going to prep school uh, you get to see what it's like and you're committing to committing to one year rather than four as well so yeah it's kind of like you're testing it out do I like it do I want to stay and look if if you didn't like it go home and you haven't lost anything because you got an extra year of basketball where we're not playing here yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um. Paul Cummins was there. Was that sort of a connection? Did were you in touch with him at all? Uh, earlier on uh, in the in the recruiting process, yeah, because uh, I knew he went there and he uh, he did well there. He had a, he had a fun experience. So I I chatted to Paul a bit. Uh, he was he was a big help as well. So uh, yeah, I've been I've been very lucky with like all the people who have supported me and helped me. Yeah, it's definitely like with Dara with Paul. There's huge Irish connections. It's cool to see because. Once someone goes over, let's say like Adele Thornton's a great example. There's now, I think Ella's her name is now going to QU, and it's cool to see those those connections keep going. Are you will you be going for his um, he's tied fifth for three point makes. Are you is that something maybe down the line you might be thinking of? Yeah, maybe that that'd be that'd be cool. But yeah, not really focusing on that. But if I if I could uh, yeah, could do something like that, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. That would be class, yeah. Uh, what was the major thing in the recruiting process then for you with colleges and and getting to talk to coaches? What, what do they tell you? What, like, what's that conversation like? Um, like a lot of like Paul, Paul, and a lot of people will say that like the recruiting process is just it's like a, a business, you know. College coaches, uh, like telling telling you what what like just basically trying to get you to come play for them or. Mm-hmm. Like so, that was the thing with with Lafayette. It was like the coaching staff. It was obviously with fear that it that it is with COVID. They were just they were always open with me. Uh, they were always honest and just they would just tell me how it is. So uh, there was no bullshit. Like it was just okay. So that was that was good. Obviously. Yeah. What did they say? What What was your role? What What's your role going in? What were they kind of saying to give you that expectation? Um. Just come in whenever like. I think uh, a few of their guards are leaving this year. Uh, they were seniors, mm-hmm. so I knew that some guards were leaving. So I think it's me and me and uh, three other freshmen are coming in this year. Okay. Uh, and two or three of us are guards. So just come in and uh, hopefully we can make the transition uh, as seamlessly as possible. I think we just have to uh, come in sort of work hard and just listen and learn. Okay. And have you been able to get in contact with any of the current or the incoming freshmen, any of the team? Yeah, yeah. We uh we have a Zoom meeting tomorrow actually, me and me and the freshmen. So okay. and then I've been able to, to chat with a few of the players. So maybe if maybe if I get a visit or something I might bump into them or something, but you're kind of yeah you kind of get to with social media like it's different because you can kind of connect over instagram or whatever looking back with those questions like i'm just for maybe some of the listeners what questions do you ask because obviously the question the coaches will have their own set of questions might be different but as a player what what's your big concern what are you asking the coaches about um you sort of ask well you they'll tell you uh They'll tell you most stuff anyway in terms of the school and the academics and the kind of basketball that they play and just the schedule that you'll have day to day as well. So they're all important mm-hmm. things to, important things to know about. There was nothing specific you kind of asked them at all. Not really. Not no. Not really. I was just sort of finding out about the school. Um, like yeah, just if you go on to the, the college websites as well, you can find out a lot about courses and 
uh, you, like the coaches will be in contact with you about about the style of play. Like uh, the assistant showed me clips of the offense and the defense uh, early on in the recruiting process. So early on, I knew that that would be a school that would uh, that would fit the way I play. So okay, and do you have any idea what you want to study there? Or are you just kind of going in. Yeah, I'm, I'm undecided. I'm still still figuring it out, but I've got a yeah. got a bit of an idea, but yeah, still haven't still haven't uh, decided nothing yet. Yeah, it's it's good in the states though, because you don't have to decide straight away. It's not like well, in the Republic CAO, like when I'm in a course for four years, you can kind of decide and change it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it might be your sophomore year you can choose, but you don't have to you don't have to choose going in. So that's that's a good help. Mm-hmm. What was it like then watching? March Madness, knowing potentially over the next four years I could be at the tournament. Yeah, it was cool. I've always enjoyed watching March Madness. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just probably one of the best times of the year, just for me, just being able to watch all college basketball and uh, knowing that if we win the we, we win the Patriot League, which is the league we play in, then uh, we go into that. It's pretty cool. Um, Colgate won the won the Patriot League this year, so they. Uh, they played Arkansas in the in the first round and nearly upset them. They had, they had a pretty close game, so yeah. I think uh, the assistant said that we're scheduled, uh, we're meant to be scheduled to play Duke, Syracuse, and Rutgers this year as our non-conference games. So okay, that's cool. Are you looking yeah, forward to them? Yeah, that's cool. That's class. Are you, uh, that's like that's really big. Like for anyone who doesn't know basketball, like they're like they're who you grow up watching. They're who you want to play. Like they're that's. That must be really cool then. You must have been pretty excited when he told you. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when he told me. I think, uh, I don't know how many people have, can say that they've done that. I know John Carroll played against uh, Duke at Cameron Indoor when, when Zion was playing, so that must have been cool. Uh, maybe yeah. chat to him about that. But... Yeah, hopefully the Cameron crazies will be there back in. You can get a sense of that atmosphere. Oh yeah, I know. I'd probably guess, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, who were you watching? What players are you watching now, and who are you taking inspiration from? Whether it's within March Madness or in the NBA or anywhere else. Uh, still Steph in the NBA a lot. Um, okay. Other guards that I like in the NBA would be uh, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard. Um, those would probably be my my favorites. Luka Doncic as well. Um, mm-hmm. and then March Madness, there was just. Like there's different teams. I like to watch different players. Uh, the Baylor. I thought the Baylor guards were just next uh, level. Like uh, Davion Mitchell, uh, Jared Butler, especially especially on defense as well. They were just they were really really fun to watch. How do you like as a player then when when you're comparing yourself or I I get the sense that you're very you know focused on yourself and what you can control. How do you measure success then? maybe as an individual, because I know with the team, it's slightly different, but when you go and you're trying to figure out what's best for you, how do you measure success? Um, just getting, getting better every day. Um, if you can, if you can look back in the day and say that you worked hard and uh, you improved in some area of your game, then I think uh, that's, that's a good day's work. That's a, a successful day. And then obviously with the team, you're looking, to, you're looking to improve and improve as a team as well. But uh, ultimately, ultimately it's about, by winning trophies as well so mm-hmm. yeah that's a nice balance it's it's good to have a nice balance there with both what do you think set yourself apart then as a player is it physically skill wise is it mentally what what do you think that is uh definitely not physically um but yeah probably just skill wise just uh the way that I can i can read the game probably much just my iq level as well just on the court um which is that's sort of always just came naturally to me. So I would say that's probably my my biggest skill, and maybe going away to Euros as well. Um, like I said, Irish teams have struggled traditionally with being able to uh, limit turnovers. So um, I've always uh, been pretty confident going away that uh, not many people are going to be able to uh, take the ball off me. So okay, do you think that confidence comes from all the work you did, whether it was in that summer or throughout your career? Then yeah, yeah, for sure. Looking forward, then, where do you see yourself in ten years? It's probably it's probably hard to look that far ahead, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, hopefully, I can uh, uh, have some success at Lafayette, uh, enjoy my time there, and then see what see what happens after that. Maybe be nice if I got the opportunity. Maybe if I wanted to to try and play overseas, uh, 
for a few years okay. then ultimately probably hopefully come back and win some more with star okay so you're not pinning yourself down to a professional career but it wouldn't be bad if it kind of came knocking yeah yeah just see what happens i guess yeah uh, if you could give advice or kind of broadcast a message because giving advice obviously it's different for all players to the younger players in ireland that want to be in your position what would it be um just just that you have to it sounds uh cliche like but you just have to work hard there's no there's no secrets to the success um you put in the time and and you're going to see results eventually so just keep the head down and keep working mm-hmm. is i get the sense then like you didn't grow up saying oh i want to play college basketball i want to do all these things what was the dream then growing up was it just to keep enjoy playing yeah, I, yeah, I still, I still don't really know what I want to do in college, like academically, and until last year, I wasn't sure what I was going to do basketball-wise either. So I'm just sort of figuring out as I go and just uh, enjoying the process with it, really. Yeah, keep having fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're going to move on to the sideline seven. It's the same seven questions at the end of every podcast. Uh, question one: What is your favorite quote? Oh. um... I don't know, there's probably loads that I could uh, try and pull out. Um, there's one I saw earlier in the year, which was probably appropriate. It was just because I, I didn't feel like going out and working out at all that day. And it was, uh, you're not going to you're not gonna accomplish much or get far in life if you only work hard on the days that you feel like it. So I think that was, that might have been Jerry West or someone like that said that. So, uh, yeah, because yeah, there's obviously, there's going to be days that you just don't, you just, don't want to do anything you just don't want to work out but um, yeah like I said if you're not if you're not working hard on the days that uh, you don't feel like it then you're not going to see improvements as quickly they're nearly the more important days to get out practicing the days yeah, you don't want to yeah. be there yeah exactly that's that's the difference because anyone can work out when they're when they're feeling good and, and all that but if that's the difference really yeah would you have ever did you get that often where you were like oh I just want to stay home and I don't know watch Netflix or something yeah I mean everyone has days like that I think just yeah I was just trying to push through it yeah uh question two best sporting event you've been to uh, I don't I don't know maybe maybe the Euros maybe just uh yeah probably the Euros just being away with being away with the team uh playing at a high level um I would say I can't really think of any others. Is there nothing as a fan that kind of stands out? Uh, I mean, like being at the Belfast Classic is cool. Being able to see college basketball at a young age. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably maybe that as well as a fan. Uh, question three: best or biggest setback or challenge so far in your career? Um, maybe just uh, over the last year, just the ankle injuries that I've had. I'm just trying to. Uh, battle back against those mm-hmm. um, biggest achievement then on or off the court I, I'd say winning, winning the Super League probably with Star especially just with my dad and Granda on the bench as well that was, that was cool that's pretty cool yeah uh, looking back I know you're only you're only 19 or you're just about 19 but would you give any advice to your 18 year old self before coming to America Um, maybe if I was younger, maybe just uh, lift more from a younger age, like put more emphasis on getting stronger and building building up my body, maybe at a younger age. Uh, dream dinner guest and why? You can pick a few now, I don't mind. Uh, I, I don't, I have no idea. There's so many that I was. There's nobody that like I definitely want to have a conversation with him or her. I mean, there's loads. I mean, uh, maybe you could say like Muhammad Ali or someone like that. Maybe just yeah, I know that's, be cool. that's that's someone that everyone says, I guess. But yeah, well, there's a reason why everyone says it because he's just like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Uh, final question: If your life was a book, what chapter would this be called? Uh, growing up. <laughs> growing up is yeah. it, what's the, what was the biggest thing you had to do in america that made you grow up just coming over here and leading leading family and, and friends back home just 
uh, becoming more independent uh, on and off the court. Yeah, doing the washing as well. <laughs> yeah, doing doing the laundry, doing doing the dishes, all that shitty stuff. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, look, that's look, thanks for so much for coming on. It's now an hour. I uh, really appreciate your time, and I just want to wish you the best of luck with college and beyond and i'm sure we'll keep in touch and i'll probably hopefully post covid see you at some point maybe back in ireland uh but yeah see you, i really appreciate your time yeah no worries thanks for having me on that was uh that was i enjoyed that it was my first podcast so <laughs> there you go fun. you're very good so thanks Emil, and i'll chat to you soon yeah thank you a massive thank you to cj for joining me today I just want to wish him the best of luck going forward with his future college career at Lafayette and beyond. I hope you found some value during the episode, in particular to any young players who may be listening. If you would like to keep up with CJ's season next year at Lafayette, be sure to check out the description box below for the team website and social media. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you did enjoy the episode, be sure to leave a rating and a review. If you are interested in starting up your own podcast, be sure to get in touch with the Primal Productions team over on Instagram at Primal Pro.